Hello, everyone. This week, we are bringing you a new podcast, which dropped its first episode today. While many of the Championship Tour athletes are stuck in quarantine for the next 14 days as they prepare for the upcoming Australian leg, we gave Joe Trapel a microphone, first time he's ever seen one, and set him loose with his own Zoom account. The Cottonside podcast features Joe talking to many of the athletes while they're quarantining. In the first episode, he talks to Western Australia's Jack Robinson about surfing pipe as a rookie, his relationship with a shaper, what to expect at Rottnest Island, and what he thinks about Ross Williams picking him to make the WSL finals. This new podcast is dropping a new episode every other day over the next two weeks. So make sure you head over and subscribe to the show and you won't miss out. You can search Cotton Side on all podcast platforms or just click the link in our show notes. Okay, here's the first episode with WSL CT rookie Jack Robinson. Hey, it's Joe Trapel. This is Cotton Side. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Caught Inside. I'm Joe Trapel, and this is the first of our seven episodes that we'll be checking in with the Championship Tour surfers throughout this 14-day Australian quarantine. Today, very special guest, tour rookie from WA, Jack Robinson. Jack, thanks so much for coming on. Stoked well, to you be know here. What? I would have been offended, actually, if you didn't accept, because I know you can't go too far. So <laughs> if yeah, you said you were busy today, I've been worried. That's right. You know, if you're ringing someone's phone, they're definitely denying you in here. So <laughs> no one can move. So it's <laughs> so good, man. Um, I know you probably had dreams of your rookie year feeling a little bit different from what you're going through right now. Uh, you're the first guest on this this whole series. So describe the situation that you're in right now. You know, it's funny because everyone sort of wants to get on tour and have a perfect year. That's what you see. You see the dream tour, but I'm seeing it this way and it's like I'm getting on and you're having all these challenges, but it's just a lot of tests and it's, you know, if, if you can get through it and, and come out the other end, I'm just going to be firing on all cylinders. So I, I just got to look at it in a good way. I'm, I'm happy that we're getting ready like this, even though we're going through a hard time. You just got to take the positive out of it. So, um, yeah, ready to go. Oh, I love it. Uh, take us yeah. through the charter flight. There is, I mean, I got a credit stab. Well, I read about this secret charter plane and I didn't even know I was going to be on it. I was like, wait, there's a <laughs> charter flight? How was that experience for you? Did you, did you enjoy that flight? Yeah, that was, that was sort of once in a, you know, it never happens like that, does it? You know, so I was, it was pretty trippy just getting on it and, um, seeing everyone, you know, you know, everyone that's, that's there. It's a, you're on a private flight with everyone. It's, um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I, I, I couldn't believe it cause it was such a build up going to it and I didn't know if we were, you know, we were going to get it done, but, um, they pulled it off and yeah, it was, it was pretty cool, you know, like just getting us all in here and, um, they did it good, you know, it was, it was the only way we could have got here. So, um, they made it happen and yeah. I'm kind of thinking charter from now on. <laughs> that was so cool. Yeah, Everyone you know right. on the flight, check in that's, was smooth. Oh, it was great. That's it. We're only flying private now, boys. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so um, with these changing times, that's definitely one thing that we want to keep going. Yeah, no, it was, it was great. So, um, yeah, glad we're here. Stoked to be here. So. Well, who are you traveling with? Uh, just me and Julia. All time. Yeah. And yeah, uh, you so, guys have a good setup there. What what do we have behind you there? Is this this the whole pad? Yeah, we got a, we got a 
window. Can you, you want me to take you over there or just I'll keep it here? Oh, yeah, you can keep it's, it there, but give us a little, okay. you got a little view of, yeah. of Sydney, right? It's the window out there to the harbor and um, that's about it. Not too much else. Be staring at the same thing every day. I'm actually trying to not look out the window too much because you see everyone just doing their normal thing. And you're like, I can't get there, you know, like you're trying to get out. But uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make me appreciate life when I get out of here. It was amazing yeah. pulling up in the, in the shuttle buses and, you know, working closely with the police department. The, the military was there and we parked right in front of this coffee shop and we're just staring at it and just going, can we get a coffee or not? Are we allowed to move? And it was like starting to realize what this quarantine might be like staring outside this window and seeing the world go by. Yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? You just yeah, you see everyone doing normal things. It was it was pretty serious. Like we got out of the out of the um, airport, and then the military, everyone's escorting us, and it was a serious like ordeal. We just and they made sure we got here. So pretty crazy, like the whole situation. Well, so, I know yeah. uh, last year was really special for you. You know, thinking about it was going to be your rookie debut. Uh, contest stopped, but one really amazing thing happened in your life. You got married. I know you got headphones <laughs> on, so I'm going to put you on the spot. Is your anniversary coming up? What day is that? Anniversary? Uh, Don't get in 27th trouble. 27th of June. See, Nicely I'm not done. in trouble. I'm on my things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, all time. It's got to be special traveling now with your wife uh, to share this experience with her in your, your, your first start on the top 34. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's amazing. Just, um, it's just, just feels good just being able to travel around together. And um, there's, you know, not many people get to do it. So it's, you know, just be grateful for it. And yeah, I'm stoked to be going everywhere on this journey. So let's get caught up in the last couple of months, Jack. So you got married, had some great time, great waves at home, living in a paradise in WA, and then preparing for your rookie debut. You what? Did you end up going to Hawaii about mid-November? Yeah, mid-November, and yeah, stayed there up until right right up until we left in this last week. I stayed there for four months. So. Um, yeah, I think that great. was a cool and interesting decision, too, because uh, a lot of Australians uh, have already been through their quarantine. They've been in Oz for a bit now. Once uh, Sunset got canceled, Santa Cruz got moved. Uh, did you have to kind of make a big decision on, hey, should we stay put or should we go home? How would you make that call? Yeah, it's it's different for me because I, I have a lot of friends over there and a, and a lot of, you know, my sponsors and my shapers and and all that is over there, so it's different. A lot of guys will go home early, but I'll always stay there. Just and even getting ready in Hawaii, like I feel like a lot of guys don't stay, but it's that's the, that's the proving ground. That's that's the place where everything happens. So it's like you can never get too good there. You never you never figure it out completely every winter. So um, it's good for a lot of things. Just I was getting the boards data. My trainer was there as well, so I was I was getting ready there. It was. You know, it's, it's everything that happens there. So I, I didn't really have to think too much. I was like, oh, we'll just stay here and, and get ready. And now uh, we're ready to go. Well, Jack, you're so, you're so well-traveled. I mean, for even a rookie class, this is really normal for you, traveling around the world from a very young age. Right. And what about your relationship, though, with Hawaii, the way you speak about it? You know, being you have a lot of great locals that are some of your best friends as well. Was that an instant connection you had with, with Hawaii or did that develop over time? It takes a while, I think, 
it's um, it's like any place though. Like you know, you get to a place and it depends. You know that how you view it, the way you get there, and just you know, I sort of just you know maybe coming from West Oz, the similarity, the Hawaiians like it there. I go, so I go over there, and then it you know it all felt pretty normal. Um, but yeah, just making the connection. It's you know, more time you spend there, the more experience, and it just happens in a lot of good ways. It's um, it's experience and and more time spent. That's that's where it comes from. So and so being able to stay in a nice place like the Jerry Lopez pipe house has to be incredibly special. Not every surfer in the world can say they've even been in those doors. So what's that experience like? And what are those accommodations like when you're looking at the top shelf from the third balcony at pipeline? So yeah, the first time I ever saw that house, I remember Bruce was the guy he was, he was staying there and it was, it was his, his house, you know, and I seen him up top there and I was looking and I'm like, oh, okay, how's that? You know, I was like in awe of it. And then fast forward, you know, years down the track and and then sure enough, it's like I walked up the top there and I, I looked down and I was like, oh, here we are. I'm getting a little dizzy looking down here. It's, it's so hot. They, you know, they got the whole place. It's it's something, you know. So I was, I was yeah, it's pretty amazing to be. There's just so many generations. There's so many, um, you know, people that have passed through there and um and now it's now it's our year and we've you know got the house and it's pretty cool so it's amazing really yeah. cool i saw yeah. uh recently you guys were posting uh, a trip that you took with um with kalani david and uh mm-hmm. where did you guys go and where, was that a surf trip or were you guys just camping out no I, I went over to maui for a bit and just after so much time you think always think about surfing and doing the same thing for so long so I just needed to go on a trip. Me and Julia, we both went over there and um, spent time with him and his girlfriend and um, we just went fishing and camped out and um, yeah, just just not, just not taking our minds off, you know, the things that we do all the time. It's nice. You got to step back and, and then you come back in just with a, a new view on it and it's nice to step back sometimes, go and, go and do some other things and then. It's just, it's been so up and down, you know, like, oh, we're almost going to do an event. And then I'm thinking about it all the time. So I'm kind of going, you know, how am I going to change it up? And I went over there and just not really on my phone or doing too much. It was just, just doing the things that we were doing every day right in front of us. So, ah, oh, that's cool. I mean, that yeah. sounds like a really mature way to balance your headspace. I mean, we're caught inside. Mm-hmm. It's easy to get caught inside our minds <laughs> right now, right? especially. Yeah. But to yeah, tune the, out to know that you don't want to put too much focus or overdo it with energy when you know you have to take a step back. Uh, is that mm-hmm. something you've learned to do more recently or have you always been aware yeah. of that? Probably more recently in the last in the last years, just as you get older, I think, you know, even though I'm still young, but it's, you know, as much as what you travel and as many events you do, the more you do, I think it becomes more important. You've got to step back and, and switch off, even within a waiting period, you you can't constantly think about, you know, intense situations every single minute. It's just you're going to burn out otherwise. So I, I like doing that now, just going and switching off and then I come back and I'm just raring to go like even more. So it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's just good. That's it's somehow, you know, you come back better sometimes when you do that. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome, Jack. Well, as we know, I mean, you've been yeah. one of the most anticipated rookies to qualify in the last decade. And 
there was always a lot of energy around that, even going back to your 13-year-old appearance as a wild card. And then you finally got to make your championship tour debut at Pipe. And, you know, you've come through the Invitational. You've had wild card performances since then. But to actually be a full-time competitor in the title race, you got to surf at Pipeline uh, at the end of last season. How did that feel? What was your takeaway of finally being there and officially arriving, especially kicking off at a wave like Pipe? big build up especially before the event started you know a couple of weeks before the event started i think i just everything hit me i was like oh okay we just all the the emotions everything all the you know not nerves but things leading up to it you know you, your body's getting ready for the battle right it's like it's all coming together and um yeah i, I felt i felt great i was you know felt really good in that event um and it was it was nothing different really like probably because I've seen so many of the guys that are on tour all those years. That's why it felt like at home, you know, I just, I was out there and it just felt second nature. So, um, yeah, it was, it's nice to get a start. It was, it was crazy how the whole thing went, but it was, it was nice to get a start and, um, yeah, just looking forward to the next one now. So, but it was, it was good. So I surfed against some good guys, surfed against, against you know a lot of guys in it so it was you know had a heat with kelly which i wanted to have a heat with kelly haven't had a heat with him for a while so um yeah it's always good to surf against him gosh i bet yeah and just uh i think i said at end of last season which was the end of last year but that'll be uh stop number one uh for this year uh the, the billabong pipe masters which was incredible to see you surfing uh we we had my barton lynch i was calling the event with he was your pick. He he picked you to win, you know, and right. a lot of rookies don't get that. And you've obviously won the Vulcan Pipe Pro. You've mm-hmm. you've done a lot at Pipe. Um, how do you handle um, those compliments, if you will? Because when I see you, you're so grounded. You're so calm, uh, very mm-hmm. humble. Uh, mm-hmm. Was that a practice? Because I feel like you, you hear that a lot, those accolades. And for your right. mind, uh, how, where do you categorize that in your headspace? It's funny, it used to get to me more before when I was younger. You know, you'd hear all the, the hype and you'd hear all the, you know, people, it's, they're talking great things, it's amazing. But it's funny, you sometimes take it, it just becomes overwhelming at a younger age. Now, no matter how much they talk, no matter how much anyone says anything, it doesn't matter, I just, it's, uh, I just take it up, you know, take it. And translate into a you know into a lot of confidence now. It's it's you know every, it's funny because you're gonna get people, you know like like Bart and everyone will you know he will say he can't wait. You know everyone's excited, but then you also get the people that don't always want to see you do good. So it doesn't matter. It's you know I I take it on the goods, the negatives, whatever. It's all just I feel good about you know take it and translate it. Take the positives and feel good about it. no matter how much hype there is. It's you know, you guys got to take the good out of it now. So that's excellent. Yeah. Well, I love that you yeah. said that you really loved that you had the chance to surf with the goat at Pipeline, mm-hmm. and I think he obviously has reiterated the same feelings. Like he wants to surf against the best guys, no matter what age, you know, no matter what venue, yeah. and he wants to test himself. You did, you know, you went down in that heat, uh, but you did leave with the highest single score, the seven point five. Um, what were you anticipating? Yeah, going into that heat against Kelly and. Uh, and how, how, what's your biggest takeaway from that matchup? His his 
when I, went, I went surfing with him a couple of days before, and it's funny, people looked at it like, he's getting in the guy's head, you know, he's playing his mind games again. But when you when you think about it, like, there might be other guys that look like look at that and see it that way and other, you know, guys that just come on tour and they're still in Aura Kelly. But to me, he's just another guy and he's a friend, you know, that I look at and I love what he does, you know, I, I take a lot out of it. So it's it's funny, I look when I go into that heat, it was like any other heat. I looked at him and it was it was the same thing again. It was, you know, I just felt I felt good. I, you know, it is what it is. It, it went the way it was. Like, you know, could have could have won it. You could have gone either way. But it's, I was happy. You know, just I felt good. I felt like I was I was ready to go more. And um, yeah, just another good heat. Another another heat to take more experience out of. <laughs> Much easier. The yeah. the guys that you surfed against, I think you're yeah. alluding to that before. I think the seating round, you had a pipe mm. master in Michelle Perez. Uh, then you had Julian mm. Wilson, who won pipe in 2014. And you ended up beating him in a pretty heavy combo where you were just firing at all cylinders, right. leading to the heat with Kelly. So leaving pipe equal ninth at this stage. Mm. Um, you felt happy like you just got started. Is this something you look back on and now drive yourself a little bit further? Or is it hey, check that off. That felt great. Let's move forward. Yeah, I felt like I, you know, I wanted to do way better. Of course, you always want to get to the top, but I, I felt good. I just, everything that I was doing before, day by day, leading up to that event, it was all put there and I, and I felt good. Like it, my work was was feeling good and I was, you know, surfing well and, and the headspace is the biggest thing for me. I was just seeing how I was going to react to, you know, doing it and, um, yeah, it felt like it was a good thing to lead off. Uh, now onto the next one, and yeah, just I'm just excited to be on this tour and be be here against everyone. And, um, yeah, can't wait, Joe. Yeah, oh, that's epic. Well, you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, your shaper in Hawaii, Eric Arakawa. Uh, talk to us about that relationship and uh, what what he's helped you out with uh, for this rookie season. Yeah, Eric is great. He's He's been with me for 10 years now, almost, so we've been working together a while, and um, yeah, he's just, he's one of those guys that's, uh, he's, you know, he's so into his craft, like he's, if he wasn't making surfboards, he'd probably be making swords or something, he's, you know, like <laughs> Japanese samurai or something, so it's like, but working with him, it's good, he he puts so much effort in, and um, he's always motivated, no matter how long he's been doing it for, I feel like, um you know, same thing again when you've been doing something for so long. It's, uh, you know, you get slow patches and he seems to just, you know, keep being motivated and he's excited to work with me. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, he, he looks at it like it's like Formula One, even though, you know, we're in a different sport, everything. And, you know, that's it's Formula One is crazy. They have such big teams, right? It's much bigger teams. But still, this is the best of the best on tour you still got to look at it with that mindset of a formula one you got to have the whole team involved like you know i I feel like people they sort of underdo themselves a lot of the time you know and don't put enough effort in so he looks at it with you know in that way and it's i think it'll it'll come out and it'll show when you when you look at it so intensely with so much focus and we're all focused the way we are i think the good work comes out and it shows Really cool to, yeah. to look back in history to see uh, how many great boards that Eric's made for some of the best 
in the world, including guys like Andy. Is that kind of what led you to that early relationship going, wait, he's making boards for the best guys in the world. I want to be a part of this. Yeah. So yeah, when I, when I, you know, I watched Andy as a kid growing up, him and his brother, it's, you know, it's, yeah, I watched them so much. So when I saw him on his boards and, you know, Eric shaped for a lot of good guys. So I was, you know, he was a master. And when I went to him as a kid, it was, it was pretty instant. You know, he just, it was funny. The first time I ever rode his boards, I actually went into the store and it was the, or maybe it was the second time anyway, but it was first contest that I ever rode his boards on. We were doing the Sunset Pro Junior, I remember, and I went into the store. I didn't even have a board ordered from him. I just went in and grabbed one. And then I actually I made the first heat and then I had to go grab more. So it was a different board every heat. And then I surfed about eight heats or nine heats. And I think it was about eight different boards. And I finally got to the final and I won the contest and he, he hated it. Though. He goes, you can't ride a board that I haven't, you know, you haven't ridden before. You've got you to gotta come in and order one. So it was, it was funny. <laughs> That's how much I trusted his work from the beginning. So it just led off there and uh, now I ride his boards before I surf the heat. So it's- oh, that's amazing. So you had an instant <laughs> connection before you were getting that up close and personal type treatment. Right. Uh, and if anyone's had the chance to meet Eric Arakawa, he's a total gentleman, total professional. And I know he's uh, really proud of what you've accomplished in a, in a real short period of time. I mean, gosh, you're right. 23 now, Jack? Just turned 23. 23. So the younger guard in this new rookie class, uh, obviously you have rivals from the top. It feels like the rookie of the year awards there, but the world title is this big picture as well. Um, speaking of the rookies though, you know, from, from Morgan, from Matthew, uh, do you have good relationships with that, the new class on tour? Yeah. So we've done a lot of contests together. We've always been competing against each other. Um, you know, I got, I got, I'm friends with, well, I guess Leo's not a rookie, is he? There's, there's a lot of young guys that aren't rookies, is there? So it's, you know, we're almost not rookies now. We've been on tour for a year, but we haven't had any events. So it's like, <laughs> we're almost veterans now, you could say. But it's, it's I, I've surfed with Maddie and, and, and Morgan a fair bit on the QS. And um, yeah, everyone, this feels like the best young guard like of guys. Just even when you think about the guys that aren't rookies, Kanoa, Ethan Ewing, Leo, everyone. There's so many young guys on here that's, that are so at the top of their game now that it feels like the best the tour has ever been. It's, you know, there might be different eras before that, it, you know, the best it's been in that era. But now what we got now, like, this is going to be the, the best for whatever it be, maybe 10 years now. Like, I think this is the guys that are coming up and are going to be here for a long time now. I agree. So, I feel like it's the best in yeah. class uh, for the top 34. And we just can't wait to get things going here in this Australian leg of the tour. Before I get Jack's take on this next section of the tour here on Australia, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. In the 805, we live life on a different path. Where medals aren't given, they're earned. Where stories aren't written, they're lived. And legends aren't born, they're made. It's not just what you do, it's who you do it with. This is 805 Beer. All right, Jack, uh, really cool to catch up with you about what you've done the last few months from getting married last year to Hawaii to equal ninth now in the world 
heading into stop number two, which is long awaited. Uh, last year, you were honored with being Australia Male Surfer of the Year. You're going to keep competing in your home country, kicking things off at the Rip Curl Newcastle Cup presented by Corona April 1st. After this, you know, quarantine that we get through. I remember looking last year or gosh, last year, two years ago, 2019, you ended up getting a, a semifinal finish up in, in Newcastle, which was a big part of your qualification run for you now hearing about the championship tour upgrade. Uh, are you just going, Oh wow. I had recent success. Let's go. Right. Yeah. Cause there's a, there's a few guys that haven't, you know, that don't do the QSs and, and coming from that before. So yeah, looking at that, that was even, you know, that was the, I've never did well there before that. It was five, four, four years of, of always getting knocked out. And then that was the year I did well. So it was, yeah, it took a lot of confidence out of it. It was a good start, good start. And then, um, yeah, looking back on it, it's like, I'm even in such better shape now and my better boards, you know, everything, it's different times. So, you know, when it first popped up, I was like, oh, it's, you know, can't wait for it actually because you just can't wait for every event now it doesn't matter where it is or, or what it is what it was before it's you know i, I can't wait so it's you know it's, when you be, think about the wave itself uh do you think that was what was challenging when you said you didn't get great results until that last uh semi-final finish uh, was there a learning curve there to learn the the wave that it is sometimes yeah on the qs it's it's like that when you know, you have so many waves that aren't so good. Like it's always, you know, small and whatever. It's just a lot of guys don't get motivated by it. And I, I wasn't that motivated by it. You know, and I could go and surf some crazy wave somewhere else. I would just be thinking of that the whole time. But I was surfing a heat. And so I'd be out there just going, you know, I'm almost embarrassed to go to the beach and just whack it all the way to the beach. So it's like, you know, once I took myself out of that headspace, then I think it changed. Everything started changing. It was just... You bring a different energy and then, um, you know, things sort of come to it more and uh, you just have a better outlook on it. And now going there now, it's, you know, coming off that, I I just feel different. I'm, I'm older, you know, just, yeah, different different mindset on it now. It's, um, you look at it in a good way. Look at, look at every event in a good way. So... It feels like you're present. You're not looking at it going, I'd rather be somewhere else. Uh, you know you're here for the right reasons and you want to win a world title. That's that's a great turnaround, especially in your rookie debut, really. Yeah, it was probably good that I had all those years and those losses there. As much as what I didn't like it, I was, you know, it's, it's better I got that out of the way now because even, you know, no matter what comes, you're going to get losses sometimes and it, and it happens. So um, just learn how to build back up from it and, and change the view of things such an important thing so uh, especially well, we're with, kicking things with off and in down. A, oh no for sure yeah. jack i was just thinking we're kicking yeah. things off in new south wales a couple of classic venues from newcastle you just spoke about getting a good result there recently north narrabeen as well i mean both these beaches are littered with world champs from newly having mr you know guys like luke egan simon law you know more recently ryan callanan uh, Philippa Anderson, so many great surfers. Nara has two-time world champ Damian Hardman and so much history. Simon Anderson, we can go on and on. Uh, as a competitor, how does it feel to to step up into this hollowed ground and and put on a jersey just like the legends did before you? Yeah, it's really cool that, you know, it's, uh, 
yeah, we got all these events back to back. You know, I'm stoked. We're in we're in Oz. Uh, you know, I can't be more happy. Like we got a bunch of events to look forward to, and um, yeah, it's just you know going all these other waves. There was there there is a lot. I've been been looking back at it, and uh, there's a lot of good guys that came out of it in the different eras and surfed those events. So uh, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, like you know, I, I'll be. I'll be going out there and looking at it. Is it you know fresh fresh outlook on it? I'll be I'll be looking at it good. You know you don't look too too much you know back at you know what was before. But it, when I do look back at it before the event, it's it's cool. You know like to see all the guys that came through and you know there's a lot of guys from Oz that did really good. So yeah, that's great. When was the last time you surfed Narrabeen? I surfed it uh, before I went to Hawaii. I stayed in Sydney for ten days. I was with Ben Rose. And we went up there and checked it out. So I, I surfed it a couple of times and familiar with the scenery around there. So, uh, yeah. What do you like about the wave or maybe even dislike? Uh, are you, what are you really looking forward to doing there? It's, it's a lot of the East Coast beaches that kind of got their similarities. But I spent a lot of time on the East Coast uh, last year from August. So I was here for oh, four months almost and... Just got used to it. I'd never done that before. I never stayed on the East Coast that long. I remember Ben Rose was telling me, a lot of guys telling me, hey, you've got to come and spend some time over here. Just get used to it. Because we always stay in West Oz. You know, the waves are firing all the time and you're just in that mindset. So it's like, why are you going to leave? And then you come over here, you get these East Coast swells. They're different. And it just takes a bit of time to get used to. But I love it now. This is... I like doing it all now and uh, surfing the beach breaks. I'm excited to surf the beach breaks there. I can't wait. So it's going to be a lot gotta of be thanking, uh You got to be thanking Matty Bemrose now even more. So all of a sudden, little did he know <laughs> that all of a sudden there'd be CT venues at the spot that you're spending a lot of time in uh, with Newcastle and being back to back. That's incredible, Jack. Uh, that's That experience mm-hmm. is going to come in really handy as soon as we're out of quarantine. I know uh, the, the next part of the Aussie leg, the back two events, you get to go home. You get to go back mm-hmm. to WA. Uh, Margaret River, a place where you've showed up as a wild card multiple times and more recently beat Felipe Toledo in a masterclass performance at the box. Now, you're not the wild card. You know, this is part of your season. How different does that feel, getting to compete at home now? Yeah, it is different because that... I remember that that last event that before that heat, you know, everyone thinks, oh, you just ready to go out there and smash it. But I was the most nervous I've been before that heat, just because I hadn't surfed an event like that with the waves that good at home. I was like, oh, this is everything coming together. You just don't want to, you, you know, you want to you want to do the best you can. So I was I was pretty nervous before that heat. I was like, oh, you know, I was, but um, coming in now, it's it's different. So you know, I'll just be happy to be home and. I look at every event though as home now. That's the thing. I can't, I, I look at it. It's sure it's added confidence. You know, you, you grew up there, but every event is, is like home now. You just have to put yourself in that frame of mind. And, um, I'm just, you know, four events in Oz. That's, that's what I'm happy about. So, so special. And I think the coolest part, there's this wild card search event, rip curl, rottenest search presented by Corona, um, on rottenest Island. Uh, have you been there before? I've been there a fair few times. Yeah, I used to drive over. We we drive our jet ski from from Trigg. The little I actually grew up in Perth until I was about five. So I 
I used to go over there a fair bit and whenever I'd pass through, that's sort of the best waves, you know, on that part of the coastline. So, you know, it's, it's pretty high performance. It's like a mini Margaret's main break. That's what it's like. So there'll be some high performance surfing going down. Everyone's been asking me, what's it like, you know, and it's, it's going to be good. The wind goes into the rights. There's going to be some big airs going down and it'll be, you know, we'll make, we'll make a good show out of it. So uh, that's we've all be been in the same too. boat, Jack, trying to figure out what it's like there. Uh, I heard you can't drive a car there. Are you on, are you on a push bike the whole time? <laughs> push bike the whole time. You, you walk around there and, uh, you know, I think they've got a couple of buses on the island, but yeah, they usually go there by jet ski and boat because they have a couple of other slabs on the island. So we usually drive over on the ski and, you know, it's a beautiful place. It's really nice. So it'll be, it'll be a cool event. As far as competing there with all your experience, are you going, oh, look, I've got all, a big advantage. I mean, a lot of surfers probably haven't even heard of this place. Right, yeah. But I think that all the guys are so good, it'll be, you know, it doesn't really take that long to get used to any wave. You know, everyone's so flexible and they know how to adapt really quickly. So I think guys it'll just it'll just come pretty quick if it's similar to margaret's it'll it'll happen really quick so looking at this venue uh you're expecting high performance at strickland bay so a lot of big airs a lot of big tail free maneuvers is that kind of what mm-hmm. the recipe will be to win this event yeah it'll be a lot of big calves a lot of a lot of big airs and um i think just the most you know it's high performance wave so you know there's not really many it doesn't really barrel too much unless it's, you know, you get a certain swell for it that's, you know, offshore and pumping. But I think we'll be seeing like mostly high performance rail turns and, and finishing off with a big air on the inside or, you know, whatever How do you break it, it down? So, it's a left and a right? Left and right. And what's so, the difference between the two? The left's like a little like Margaret's, you could say. Like it's, but I think the right is more cuppy. It has more of a bowl on it. So you can really land to the turns a lot more and you get a lot more speed out of it. So, you know, the left will be, the goofies will be going left and doing certain things, but the rights, I think it'll be high performance. So you'll see them most of the high performance surfing done. Oh, I can't wait. And what, what's this yeah. little animal called? How do you, that's indigenous to that area. What's it called? Oh, <laughs> uh, the quokkas. They're, the quokkas. Yeah, the quokkas. <laughs> Are we guaranteed going to see those guys? Are they everywhere? They'll be stealing your lunch, Joe. <laughs> they come up and, and uh, they're, they're cool. They're, all, they're like a little marsupial animal that they only live on that island. They're pretty cool, though. So, yeah, it's a unique place. It's pretty cool that we have that island right off there, and it's only 30 minutes to get to. So, it's going to well, be cool. Uh, I love it, man. We broke down the four stops uh, Rip Curl, Newcastle Cup, presented by Corona. That starts April 1st, and we're finishing off with a Rip Curl Rotten Search, presented by Corona. Jack, if you had to just pick one of those, that you're going to win one standing out more than all the others. Uh, what's that going to be? But just at the beginning. Okay, Joe, we're just going to, we're going to get there. Okay. We'll, we'll see. Maybe, uh, you know, if I was to pick, if I was to pick one, it's funny. I, you got me, Joe. You're trying uh, to win. Cor- you're trying to win quarantine first. <laughs> yeah. You know what? This is the first battle we get through. Once I get through this, then I can tell you it will be good. So, uh, yeah, but I, I'm excited to go home for for the WA event. I'm excited to do all of them, you know. It's, it's, 
Newcastle. Let's go. Right. The first one. I, 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 I like that answer. I like that non-answer, yeah. Jack, because I was yeah. waiting for you to say, I want to win at the box, home break. There we go. But you're ready to win yeah. them all, which uh, if you do win them all, you're going to be a great position to make the WSL finals at lower. Just a few days ago, Ross Williams on getting heated threw your name out in his top five to make that one day event, the WSL finals at Trestles right. at the end of the season. Uh, are you feeling mm -hmm. uh, like you could make Ross proud of that call? Uh, for sure. In my mind, definitely. It's, you know, but then again, it's, it's, me doing it day by day, I'll put in the work, and if I if I do that, then it's it'll it'll show. So, yeah, it's more of a thing with yourself as an athlete. I think the expectations, if you lead off of everyone else's, you know, even expectations, even if they are good, it's funny. It still comes back to yourself. How much did you put into it going into for the event? And and as long as I'm happy with that, then hopefully it all comes through. I haven't had a chance to ask you about this format for the Rip Curl WSL Finals. Uh, what's your take on it? Uh, if you're fifth in the world, surfing against fourth in that seating bracket, uh, fourth would then take on the winner of the third, second, all the way to first. So uh, how do you feel about that pressure situation one day to decide a world champion? And we could see heroics like number five in the world become a world champion that day. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's pretty serious, especially to be that intense for one day like usually you surf a couple of heats you know two heats is super intense you know and to surf you know over that you know five times it's going to be the most intense it's been for the athletes for sure um just there's so much focus that goes into it so um yeah it'll be pretty serious and it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of pressure on guys and it's just how they handle it so um yeah i think the best will We'll get there that are, you know, that are on. It's cool. Yeah. I feel like the pressure too, yeah. the, whatever the last event is before the Rip Curl WSL finals, mm -hmm. if you're outside that top five, you're sixth in the world, seventh mm. in the world, think how crazy right. competitive it's going to be. Right. Yeah. Because we're not really thinking about that right now. I mean, I'm sure some guys are, but you just got to take it step by step. But, you know, so once we, we do the last couple of events, I think that's where it'll come into play, you know, the surf red or Tahiti or wherever we go. It's gonna, it's gonna, yeah. They're they're probably gonna be. It might not look like it, but there might be more pressure on the surfers just going from that because they got to get into the top five. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it all goes and see who comes out. Yeah, we'll yeah. see if that ends up being Tahiti, which I'm sure you'd be pretty happy about if that was the decider for that final five heading into the back end of the year well yeah. i know you've uh, got a pretty busy schedule today jack so i don't want to keep you too long but i've got a little quarantine quiz that we'll be doing with uh, all of our surfers on caught inside uh when we were on the charter plane jack it was crazy to see all these board bags just getting piled up in one spot uh you spent a lot of time in hawaii well prepared how many boards did you bring with you here on this trip 13 boards right now and then another 10 coming over so i shipped the other 10 and yeah i got a lot of boards with me i had about 40 going out of hawaii so uh, or 50 maybe so yeah went through a fair few of those and um that's why we need to fly private guys we don't, we don't have enough room on the other planes we need more <laughs> board bags i like so, that too and a little smoke screen everyone's like hey jack's only got one yeah. bag 
but you've actually shipped yeah. others, so that's keep people guessing, you know. Ship, shipped a lot of others, and then I asked John and other guys, and then other guys are shipping them. So, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's good. Epic. Well, I mean, this is a crazy experience you're in, being in quarantine, 14 days. We found out yesterday was actually day zero because it wasn't a full day. So this is actually day one. Uh, did you reach out to anybody for advice coming into this space of can't going outside and how you're going to survive it? <laughs> it's funny. I've been, you know, looking at certain books and Navy SEAL sort of mindsets towards it. Like, you know, if you can, you can kind of just dwindle away in here and just and, and fall away if you don't keep our minds busy. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't reach out to too many people before it, but, you know, just when you're doing the same things for so long and it's, it's stagnant and it's in the same place, it's it's a battle of the mind. So, uh, yeah, we just, just got to get through it. Maybe I'll hit you up with some online chess games or something. Please, we'll get Jack. Through it. I'm yeah. here on my own. It's, uh, you know, I've got a battle going on upstairs. So, right. Um, <laughs> it's, it's all in What the is mind. caught inside your mind? Um, thinking about quarantine, if you had to recommend three must-haves, I mean, we're, we're kind of just getting started, but what are three things that you knew you needed to have to survive this? Um, after day zero, probably, I, I would say... You know, of course, all the training gear and stuff. You know, you got to got to have a just have a routine. Just you got to start your day with a routine at least. It's you know whatever it be, yoga or something, something like that. I start my day with the yoga, and and then it, you know, usually you set the set the start of the day, set the standard for the day, and it'll lead on to other things. And um, you know, have your chest, have your books ready, and um, yeah, just well, if you get caught on your phones too long, it's uh, you just keep scrolling down that feed and it doesn't really go anywhere. You're only going to stay here. So um, you just got to gotta keep it busy in other ways. Keep, keep diversifying as you go through the day. And then, um, yeah. Definitely. Just come into some... super fit as well. Oh, yeah. You're going to be shredded after this. <laughs> um, great, man. That, <laughs> I love that answer. Uh, I love to play chess yeah. later as well. And now we have a special charter flight trivia question coming your way. Uh, because it was such a unique experience. Good luck with this question, Jack. Mm-hmm. How many nationalities were represented on the WSL charter flight? How long do I have to answer that? Yeah, take your time. Ten I'm not seconds. going anywhere. We're stuck. Okay, okay. Uh, um, I'm almost there. <laughs> Seven. Uh, okay, I think I'm. I think there was. Oh, okay, including the girls. So there's. Um. I would say there was. Is there eleven? Oh my gosh! You nailed it. <laughs> That was incredible, that Jack. Was, yeah. I, I was way off yeah. when I did that. Right. I said like nine or eight or something. That is I insane. Went, I almost went nine, but I was like, I sort of just went through them. It's, I see. I got I know everyone on that tour. You got to do my research on every single guy on that tour. So you got to know all the nationalities where they're from. So nailed it, Jack. That was so <laughs> impressive. I'm just going to run through yeah. them: USA, Brazil, Portugal, Great Britain, Australia, South Africa, France, Japan, Netherlands, Ireland, Germany. 
That was all time, Jack. You nailed it. Way to finish off the first episode for us here of Caught Inside. Love to hear from you because we're all in this together. Uh, let us know if you need anything along the track as well, Jack. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for calling in and checking in on me. So thank you for having us. Jack Robinson, you guys ready to see him compete at the Rip Curl Newcastle Cup presented by Corona on April 1st. He'll have a heat with Julian Wilson once again, Kyle Abelli in that seating round. Thanks for tuning into this first episode of Caught Inside, where you take you inside the Australian quarantine with all of our championship tour surfers. We'll be dropping a new episode every other day. So be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got something you want to hear from our guests, go ahead and hit me up on Instagram at Joe Turpel. Our next guest will be a four-time world champion. In the 805, we live life on a different path. Where medals aren't given, they're earned. Where stories aren't written, they're lived. And legends aren't born, they're made. It's not just what you do, it's who you do it with. This is 805 Beer.